Welcome to the Truth For Today podcast with your host, Joseph Franta, international minister, speaker, and Bible school instructor. Stay tuned for today's episode. Well, welcome uh, to Truth For Today. And uh, I am Joseph Franta, and this is Joseph Franta Ministries, and I am going to continue my teaching of the book of Ephesians. It's been an exciting teaching to know who we are in Christ, God's eternal plan, uh, who the church is, uh, the people God's placed in the church to uh, instruct us, lead us, and equip us, and also how to be free from uh, the bondage of this world system. And I'm going to pick up right where I left off last time in Ephesians chapter 4. I'm kind of going slow through this chapter for whatever reason, but I endeavor to follow the Holy Spirit. Um, I have a lot of notes, but they're all on the inside of me. I've been doing this for like 40, 47 years. Okay, verse 20. We're going to pick up in Ephesians 4.20. It's talking about the Christian walk. And uh, it says that we can learn Christ, but you did not learn Christ in this way. In other words, the way the world lives, you know, um, in all their debauchery and sensuality and sin and misery. Verse 21, if indeed you have heard him and been taught in him. So you can be taught in Jesus Christ. All you got to do is read the Bible and the Holy Spirit who wrote the Bible and inspired people to write the Bible will teach you the truth of the Word of God. And then God has placed anointed people in the church, pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, evangelists, uh, prophets and apostles to also teach you and equip you for the work of the ministry. And then it says, just as the truth is in Jesus, you don't have to go any further than Jesus to find truth. Oh, we got to know the truth about this and the truth about that. And, you know, how do we how do we know this is the truth? You know, the Bible will tell you what the truth is. God is a God of truth, it says. Psalm 30, verse 5, I believe. It says, God is truth. That in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self. This is the great exchange. You know, we don't have to live by the flesh anymore if we're in Christ. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What becomes new is when you accept Jesus, the spirit of the living God comes to live on the inside of your spirit and your spirit, man, is brand new. Your mind has to be renewed. Your body still has to be taken care of. But what makes you new is the spirit of life on the inside of you. You're, you become a temple of the Holy Spirit. That in reference to your former manner of life, that sinful life, that life that was separated from God, you lay aside the old self or the old man, which is being corrupted 
in accordance with the lusts of deceit. The old man is the unregenerate man. That's the man that was not influenced by the Holy Spirit at all. Influenced by the lusts of the flesh. Now, verse 23, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Here is the key to victory in the Christian life. Renewal of the mind. That means you're going to have to apply yourself to the Word of God. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved of God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately dividing the Word of Truth. You know, there's so much in the Bible. People think, oh, there's, you know, this is an outdated book. Oh, no, it's not. It's very up to date. They think, well, this is just a common book. It's a story book. It's not relevant. It's an irrelevant document. Oh, nothing could be further from the truth. Because it says all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for correction, for, te for training in righteousness, that the man of God or the woman of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. All Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, all Scripture from Genesis to Revelation is inspired by God. That word inspired in the Greek means breathed by. It also has the connotation of wind. In other words, God birthed it. God birthed all Scripture. Scripture came out of the heart of God out of the Spirit of God. And God and His Word are one. That's why the Word of God and the Spirit always agree. Because God's Spirit and God's Word are one. If you're involved with something and the Word of God does not agree, agree with it or you, know, you don't see it in the Word of God, stay away from it. But if it's in the Word, you can trust that it's God. Now, uh, this is a vast subject, and I, you know, I could go on and on about it because I love that subject of the word, but I got to go on here. And that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Do you know your mind can be renewed? That word renewed in the Greek is renovated. Wow. Your mind can be renovated by the Holy Spirit of God. If you don't like the way your mind operates, if you don't like what your mind produces, if you don't like your thoughts, you don't have to have them. You can replace them with God's thoughts. The Bible is God's book, God's inspired word, and it's God's thoughts. David said that God's thoughts toward him outnumbered the sand. Well, you ever been on a beach? Ever tried to count the sand? Rather unlimited. God is way beyond your thinking. 
but you can have his thinking on the inside of you by reading his word and listening to his spirit. You be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self. Woohoo! The new self. The new man. The man that is clothed with Christ, with his life, his power, his anointing, his grace, his love, his compassion, his kindness, his faith. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says in Romans 13. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and do not carry out the lusts of the flesh. People say, how can I get free from these terrible sins? Let me tell you something. You can be totally free from them. The Word of God can set you free. Just change the way you think. The Bible says, for sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under the law. In other words, a religious code of demands, but you're under grace, God's supply. The law, <clears throat> the law, which is religion, all religion has laws. You know, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do it on a certain day, you've got to do it so, so many times. It's just nonsense. The law places a demand on your life, and if you don't measure up to fulfilling that demand, you feel condemned, guilty, inferior, rejected. That's how people in religion, that's how they live. They feel condemned all the time. They're not sure about God. They're not sure about if he loves them or not. No, but Jesus is the person of grace. It says in John chapter 1, and of his fullness we have all received, and grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. He came to set us free from religion. Ooh. And when you get free from religion, which is basically control, all religion, man's religion that man has created is all about controlling your life dictating to you how you have to live, dictating to you what you must do to be approved by man. But I got good news for you. If you're in Christ, you're already approved <laughs> by God. So you don't need to be approved by man. It's nice when you have man's favor, and God will give you plenty of that. But you know what? You're not seek you don't have to ever seek it. So the law, religion, puts a demand on you. You know, you got to confess every sin. You know, how could you confess every sin? Can you even remember them all? Could you even remember the ones you committed last week? No. But there are times when you do have to confess certain sins. But when you come to Christ, you don't confess every sin. You just confess that you're a sinner. And he saves you by grace and makes you a saint. He gives, he, 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 you become a new creation, a new species of being that never existed. 
And then it says, the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So who is the person of grace? It's Jesus. When you meet Jesus, you come face to face with grace. Not law, not demands, not condemnation, not rejection. The one who comes to him, he in no way rejects. Maybe you've been rejected by, I don't know, your parents, your mom, your dad, your employer, who, who knows. But God doesn't reject you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He accepts you just the way you are, but he doesn't want to leave you that way. He wants you to grow up and mature in Jesus Christ, to grow up spiritually and become like Jesus. The Bible says that God's eternal plan in Romans 8 was that we be conformed to the image of Christ. So God can take anybody. He can take me. Let me tell you, I was, I was wild. And I don't mind telling you that God saved me from a lot of things. Saved me from death numerous times because he had a plan and purpose for me. I didn't really know. I did what I did. I did it in ignorance, not really knowing who Jesus was, what the Bible was, what the truth was. But God in his grace reached down with his grace and he saved me from that life of, you know, total self-destruction and he placed me in a life of, well, he gave me beauty for ashes. My life has been the most beautiful life for going on 48 years. I've traveled the globe. Uh, I've met very, very wonderful, fabulous people. I've had fabulous experiences. I've seen God do miracles. I've seen God save many people, deliver many people encourage, inspire people to go on and do what God's called them to do in their life. But it's not about me. It's about Jesus. How he can totally transform a person's life from darkness to light, from weakness to strength, from doubt to faith. He can do it. In fact, the things that I was once so weak in now are my strengths. The areas in my life where I was weak and, uh, you know, had problems, those are the strongest areas in my life today because of what Jesus has done in my life. You know, you got to love the Lord. You got to love him. You know what? He is your best friend. He 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 he'll do anything for you if you'll yield to him. It's not about, you know, all these things that people say, "Okay, well, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that." Oh no, no. All you got to do is listen and obey. Trust and obey. 
and God will lead you along his way and you'll get his glorious life. A life of blessing, not cursing. A life of health, not sickness. A life of wealth, not poverty. A life of favor everywhere you go. And when God gives you favor, if God is for you, no one can be against you. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not also with him, if you're in Christ, you're with him, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Oh, I thought I had to work for everything. No, God may have you working towards something, and that's great. In all labor there is profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. So God wants us to work, and he wants us to work hard, but we're not working to gain acceptance with God or brownie points with God. We're working to accomplish God's plan and fulfill his destiny for our lives. I tell you, no one loves you like Jesus. Your mother, as much as she maybe loves you, it's nothing compared to what God, how God loves you. He'll stick with you through everything. You may fall a thousand times. He'll pick you up every time. Forgive you, pat you on the back and say, look, you can overcome this. And eventually you will. You'll stand in the victory circle in every area of your life and he'll make you a champion. A champion at life. I can tell you. Not that I've already obtained everything that God has for me, but you know what? I know what victory is. I've tasted it many, many, many untold times. I know what being a champion is. I, 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 not that I'm the champion I should be, but at least I'm not a loser. I'm not defeated. I'm not overwhelmed by circumstances because I have Jesus. I'm walking with him. Uh, you know, David said, I've set the Lord always at my right hand that I may not be shaken. When you know the Lord, you always have him to guide you and lead you by his spirit inside you. You have the guide inside if you have Jesus in your life, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth and the spirit of Christ. Remember that. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of Christ. Christ in me, the hope of glory. He can change you into his image. You have his nature, his life, his ability on the inside of you. What's true about him once you're in Christ, once you've been placed in Christ, what's true about him is true about you. Oh, well, that's taking it too far, Pastor. Uh, not really. Most Christians never take it far enough. They think, you know, on paper, they, they read, well, I'm the righteousness of God. But they don't really have the revelation that they are as righteous in God's sight 
in God the Father's sight as Jesus is, because we have his righteousness. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. The Bible says we're created in Christ Jesus for good works. Created in Christ Jesus, we're made out of the same stuff he is. We were recreated by the Spirit of the living God. And we were created in Christ Jesus. We are made out of the same stuff. We have his Zoe life. We have his divine nature. Read about it. It's in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. We're partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Now, I'm going to talk to the men for just a minute, but you know, men are under siege with you know all the media advertising about lust. But let me tell you something. When you're walking in the spirit, men, uh, you'll have no desire to give to the lusts of the flesh. You'll be dead to sin. And then, you know, the Bible also says in the Amplified Bible, when it comes to sin, you can mortify the deeds of your body. Well, what does that word mean? It's, it means you can put to death the loss of your flesh by the Spirit of God. Uh, I like the Amplified Bible says about mortifying the loss of the flesh. It says, kill, deaden, deprive of power all that is in you that is earthly and subject to sin. You know, people say, well, you're taking it too far. Oh, no, 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 I'm not. The Bible says that we have a heavenly calling. We have a heavenly spirit. The Bible says we have heavenly authority, delegated authority from Jesus. We have heaven's authority on the inside of us. The Bible says we have resurrection power on the inside of us. That means we have resurrection power and life. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. Kill, deaden, deprive of power, those animal impulses and all that is earthly in you that is subject to the lower life, to sin and lust. You know what? I can say this today. I'm so free in Jesus. I don't have any desire in certain areas to sin. I'm not tempted in those areas. I have no desire. You say, oh, 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 that couldn't be. Well, maybe you do, but you can mature and grow up spiritually in Christ to where every 
trace of sin in a certain area or all areas can be removed from your life. I could go into it, but I'm trying to stick with my subject today. But I know some people need to know you can be free. Jesus said you will know the truth and the truth about who you are in him will set you free from the law of sin and death. You know, people go through therapies. They go through halfway houses. They go through, you know, alcoholism programs. But all they really need is Jesus living and abiding on the inside of them and he will crush those desires in you and replace them with his holy desires. It's true, folks. It's the word of God. The sum of his word is truth. Okay. That in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, that sinful self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Oh, wait a minute. Renewed in the spirit of your mind. This is where the battle is won or lost. The battle of the mind. You got to put the right things in your mind. You know, the old saying, uh, what goes in, it comes out, right? In other words, what you put in your mind normally will come out your mouth at one point or another in speech. You put the Word of God in your mind, and the Word of God will come out of your mouth. You know, when Jesus was being tempted by the devil, and let's read this. I got a few minutes here, but I turn to Luke 4 because... This is going to help some people that are listening to this today. In Luke 4, this is how you overcome. The Bible calls you an overcomer, but you, learn, you have to learn how to walk that out. The Bible calls you righteous, but you have to learn to live righteously too. The Bible calls you wealthy, healthy, and wise but you have to know how to walk it out. In Luke 4, and you can, believe me, I know many, many hundreds of people that have. Even in foreign countries, that you talk about an economy being horrible, it's, you know, 100 times worse than here. Okay, if I can ever get to this chapter, there we go. Luke 4. Luke 4, 1. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, and you can be too returned from the Jordan and was led around by the Spirit, you can be too, into the wilderness. I've been in these areas in Israel, and it, believe me, it is a wilderness. I've been in that area where he was tempted. For four, uh, verse 2, for 40 days being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days. And when they had ended, he became hungry. So he was vulnerable at this point. And verse 3, And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell the 
this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. And I'm going to infuse a part of Matthew here, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus answered him, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. And verse 5, and he led him up. The devil led him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. So who was in charge of the worldly kingdoms? You can answer it yourself. And the devil said to him, I will give you all this domain and its glory. For it has been handed over to me. Well, who gave it to him? It was Adam and Eve in the garden when they chose sin over obedience to God. And the devil said to him, I will give you all this domain and its glory for it has been handed over to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you worship before me, it shall all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written. Let's see, how many times does he answer that here? Once, verse 4, it is written. Six, uh, anyways, verse 8, it is written. Jesus answered him, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And he led him up to Jerusalem and, let, and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. Verse 10, for it is written, now, now the devil's using the scriptures. And Jesus answered him and said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus answered him with the word of God. That's how you overcome the temptations, tests, and trials of life. You have an understanding of the word of God. Well, thank you very much. We will get through Ephesians 4. Thank you for tuning in and listening today. Read these chapters yourself and be blessed today with the peace of God. This is Joe Fran and Joseph Fran Ministries, Truth For Today. Thank you. 